Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now, let's get into today's reading. Okay, here we go. Acts chapter 18. After these things, Paul departed from Athens and went to Corinth. And by the way, I have been to this place. I've been to ancient Corinth. We drove by Athens because I had to make a choice. Do I want to go up to uh, Athens, to the Acropolis, or do I want to go to Corinth? Well, of course, I want to go to Corinth. So it says, they departed from Athens and went to Corinth and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife, Priscilla. So this is the famous... uh, couple, married couple, Aquila and Priscilla. Because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome, and he came to them. So, because he was of the same trade, in other words, Paul and and, uh, Aquila were of the same trade, they were both tent makers. So, because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked, for by occupation they were tent makers. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. But when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garment and said to them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. And he departed from there and entered the house of a certain man named Justice, who worshiped God, whose house was next door to the synagogue. Then Crispus, sounds like a serial, doesn't it? Then Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord. So this is the ruler of the synagogue, obviously Jewish, but definitely not a believer. Then Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, talk about an influential person, believed on the Lord with all his household, and many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. No doubt the ruler of the synagogue, Crispus, him believing in his family was influential for the Corinthians to, especially the Jews in Corinth, to believe. Verse 9, now the Lord spoke to Paul. You know, you don't usually see red letters in the book of Acts, especially in the middle of the book of Acts, but notice this. Now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision, quote, do not be afraid, but speak. And do not keep silent, for I am with you, and no one will attack you to hurt you, for I have many people in this city. Oh, precious Lord Jesus knows that Paul has been just abused and stoned and all kinds of things. And Jesus comes to him in a vision in the night and says, don't be afraid. Go ahead, speak up, because nobody's going to attack you. Oh, that had to be a relief to Paul. So it goes on to say in verse 11, And he, Paul, continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. Oh, people are being discipled. When you're there that long, you're discipling people. Verse 12, when Gallo was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews with one accord rose up against Paul and brought him to the judgment seat, saying, by the way, I have seen the judgment seat there in Corinth. They've excavated it and uncovered it. It says, And they brought him to the judgment seat, saying, This fellow persuades men to worship God contrary to the law. 
And when Paul was about to open his mouth, Gallio, I think I said Gallo before, but Gallio said to the Jews, if it were a matter of wrongdoing or wicked crimes, O Jews, there would be reason uh, there would be reason why I should bear with you. But if it is a question of words and names and your own law, look to it yourselves, for I do not want to be a judge of such matters. And he drove them from the judgment seat. Then all the Greeks took Sosthenes, and Sosthenes, by the way, is a very close companion of Paul. In fact, Paul, in, in at least one or two of his letters, the epistles, he wrote, he said, Paul and Sosthenes, our brother. So this was a, a minister of the gospel, an associate of, Pat, of uh, I almost said Pastor Paul's, of Paul's. Then all the Greeks took Sosthenes, a ruler of the synagogue, and beat him before the judgment seat. But Gallio took no notice of these things. He just let it happen, ignored it. So Paul still remained a good while. Then he took leave of the brethren and sailed for Syria, and Priscilla and Aquila were with him. He had his hair cut off in, at Centria, for he had taken a vow. And he came to Ephesus and left them. By the way, I've been to Ephesus too. It is compared to what's been excavated in Corinth. Ephesus is magnificent. The artifacts that have been uncovered and even the big theater that has been partially uncovered there is absolutely phenomenal to see. So it says, and he came to Ephesus and left them there, but he himself entered the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay a longer time with them, he did not consent, but took leave of them, saying, I must by all means keep this coming feast in Jerusalem, but I will return again to you, God willing. And he sailed from Ephesus. And when he had landed at Caesarea, and this is Caesarea out on the Mediterranean, this is the closest port on the Mediterranean to Jerusalem. It says, so when he had landed at Caesarea and gone up and greeted the church, he went down to Antioch. After he had spent some time there, he departed and went over the region of Galatia and Phrygia in order, strengthening all the disciples. Now a certain Jew named Apollos. Oh, here's another giant in the faith. Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, talking, in a, talking about Jesus. This man had been instructed in the way of Jesus and believe, and excuse me, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. I mean, the baptism of John the Baptist, oh my goodness. I mean, he's missing so much, right? Verse 26, so he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside. Notice Aquila didn't take him aside. Aquila and Priscilla took him aside, took this eloquent, mighty man aside, and explained to him the way of God more accurately. What's happening here? Not only Aquila, but a woman, Priscilla, is teaching this mighty, eloquent teacher of scriptures the word or the way more accurately, the way of the Lord more accurately. Verse 27, and when he desired to cross to Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who, 
who had believed through grace, for he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. What is he? He is an apologist. Here's Apollos, the apologist. And this is exactly what we need to be able to do with people is to defend our faith. Well, of course, when you're talking about Jews, and he was refuting Jews. So what do Jews need? Jews need their own Bible. We would call it today the Old Testament, but it was the only Bible that they had at the time. So he took the Bible, their own Jewish Bible, which he was to, and he proved from the Scriptures. He was so mighty in teaching, eloquent. He proved that Jesus is the Christ, or Jesus is the Messiah. Boy, I like this guy. But I also like Aquila and Priscilla. And we'll see as we go on that Priscilla seems to be, in the husband-wife team, the primary teacher, the primary minister of the two. A lot of people don't like that, but it's right here in the Bible. And uh, uh, it's unquestionable in this passage that Priscilla played a part in helping to shape the doctrine of this mighty teacher and preacher of the word, Apollos. Well, a short chapter today, but a powerful one. I'll see you tomorrow for chapter 19. Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman. And thank you to those of you who have partnered with Solid Lives to help get this daily podcast and other resources like it to thousands of people around the world. If you would like to partner with Solid Lives, visit solidlives.com slash give. To find out more about the ministry of Solid Lives, how you can be a part of this church planting and disciple making movement, or for more great teachings and resources by Jerry, visit solidlives.com. We also want to invite you to check out Jerry's other podcast called The Jerry Dearman Podcast. Here, Jerry shares with us at least weekly from God's Word, challenging us and equipping us to fulfill the amazing plan that God has for our lives. You can find links to this podcast as well as Jerry's YouTube channel online at solidlives.com. Thank you again so much for joining us, and we'll see you right here tomorrow as we jump into the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman. Jerry Dearman